Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the May 1st episode of the podcast, Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 976 to 983 of the Catechism. Article 10, The Forgiveness of Sins, 976. The Apostles' Creed associates faith in the forgiveness of sins, not only with faith in the Holy Spirit, but also with faith in the Church and in the communion of saints. It was when he gave the Holy Spirit to his Apostles that the risen Christ conferred on them his own divine power to forgive sins. Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Part 2 of the Catechism will deal explicitly with the forgiveness of sins through baptism, the sacrament of penance, and the other sacraments, especially the Eucharist. Here it will suffice to suggest some basic facts briefly. 1. One baptism for the forgiveness of sins. 977. Our Lord tied the forgiveness of sins to faith and baptism. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to the whole of creation. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Baptism is the first and chief sacrament of forgiveness of sins because it unites us with Christ who died for our sins and rose for our justification so that we too might walk in newness of life. 978. When we made our first profession of faith, we received the holy baptism that cleansed us. The forgiveness we received then was so full and complete that there remained in us absolutely nothing left to efface, neither original sin nor offences committed by our own will, nor was there left any penalty to suffer in order to expiate them. Yet the grace of baptism delivers no one from all the weakness of nature. On the contrary, we must still combat the movements of concupiscence that never cease leading us into evil. 979. In this battle against our inclination towards evil, who could be brave and watchful enough to escape every wound of sin? If the Church has the power to forgive sins, then baptism cannot be her only means of using the keys of the kingdom of heaven received from Jesus Christ. The Church must be able to forgive all penitents their offences, even if they should sin until the last moment of their lives. 980. It is through the sacrament of penance that the baptised can be reconciled with God and with his Church. Penance has rightly been called by the Holy Fathers a laborious kind of baptism. The sacrament of penance is necessary for salvation for those who have fallen after baptism, just as baptism is necessary for salvation for those who have not yet been re reborn. 2. The Power of the Keys 981. After his resurrection, Christ sent his apostles so that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name to all nations. The apostles and their successors carry out this ministry of reconciliation, not only by announcing to men God's forgiveness merited for us by Christ and calling them to conversion and faith, but also by communicating to them the forgiveness of sins in baptism and reconciling them with God and with the Church through the power of the keys received from Christ. The Church has received the keys of the Kingdom of Heaven, so that in her sins may be forgiven through Christ's blood 
and the Holy Spirit's action. In this church, the soul dead through sin comes back to life in order to live with Christ, whose grace has saved us. 982. There is no offence, however serious, that the church cannot forgive. There is no one, however wicked and guilty, who may not confidently hope for forgiveness, providing his repentance is honest. Christ, who died for all, for all men, desires that in his church the gates of forgiveness should always be open to anyone who turns away from sin. 983. Catechesis strives to awaken and nourish in the faithful faith in the incomparable greatness of the risen Christ's gift to his church, the mission and the power to forgive sins through the ministry of the apostles and their successors. The Holy Spirit wills that his disciples possess a tremendous power, that his lowly servants accomplish in his name all that he did while he was on earth. Priests who have received from God a power that he has given neither to angels nor to archangels. God above confirms what priests do here below. Were there no forgiveness of sins in the church, there would be no hope of life to come or eternal liberation. Let us thank God who has given his church such a gift. Very well, so today we're listening to this section. It's a short section. Again, um, sometimes it is, it's true that in the Catechism something important is covered in a very short sections. So we've heard today this full section on Article 10, the forgiveness of sins, which is something that we say in the Creed, we believe in the forgiveness of sins. And here it's just uh, making that a bit clearer. Again, the Catechism will go more deeply into this in the other sections. First of all, in part three, where it's dealing with the Ten Commandments, where it's dealing with the moral life, we'll hear what sin is. And in part two, we're, when we're looking at the sacraments, we'll see how the sacraments forgive. And that's what it's saying, that the sacraments that forgive are particularly the sacrament of baptism. So baptism forgives all sins. There's something we forget because so often we just baptize little babies and when a baby is christened or baptized, um, the, the truth is that child probably has very little or no personal sin. Yes, there's original sin, but there's no sin in the child, in the baby. If it's a baby, um, you, may, you know, no matter how, how fast a learner we are, no matter how ahead of our age we are, the chances are that when we're in the first two, three months of our lives, we're not sinning much because we don't have the, uh, the will to sin. We don't have the um, the consciousness. Uh, likewise, we don't have the consciousness to do good. We're kind of neutral morally at the beginning of our lives, although we do suffer from original sin. And uh, so, but if some an adult is baptized, everything is forgiven. Everything. Everything is forgiven. And so this is something important for us to realize that baptism forgives sins. Then the church also has a sacrament of penance, which is another fantastic way to see forgive sins that we'll be seeing later on. We see this later on in the Catechism. And then other sacraments, like uh, like the Sacrament of the Eucharist, uh, like the Anointing of the Sick, uh, forgive sins as well. So there's um, a lot of forgiveness of sins in the sacraments. But here we are showing just that the Church can forgive sin. So very simply, this uh, the Church forgives sin. The Church has this power to forgive sin. And so we rejoice in this uh, power of the Church, this gift that the Church has to forgive sins and to see that there is no offence, 
however serious, that the church cannot forgive. The church must be able to forgive all penitents their offences, even if they should sin until the last moment of their lives. So to see that nobody is beyond forgiveness. Again, the trouble though is, do we repent in the last moment of our lives if we're not repenting now? If we're not living a life of penitence now? If we're not weeping for our sins now? How can we hope that on the day of our death, which we don't know, we don't know, we don't know when we're going to die, so we can only hope that we die in the grace of God and that we die repenting of our sins. You know, you could be hit by a piano uh, falling from a skyscraper and no preparation whatsoever and it just happens. Your death just takes you unawares. And this is why it's important to convert today to receive this forgiveness of sins always. Not to leave sins build up, but to receive forgiveness to go to confession, to be close to the Lord, to see that he is there always to, to forgive and not to, not to wait in our sin, but to truly to, to rejoice in his goodness and to avail of this gift that he gives us. So now I'll just read the in brief section. In brief, 984. The church links the forgiveness of sins with its profession of faith in the Holy Spirit. For the risen Christ entrusts to the apostles the power to forgive sins, whom he gave to the Holy when he gave them the Holy Spirit. 985. Baptism is the first and chief sacrament of the forgiveness of sins. It unites us to Christ, who died and rose, and gives us the Holy Spirit. 986. By Christ's will, the Church possesses power the power to forgive the sins of the baptized and exercises it through the bishops and priests, normally in the sacrament of penance. 987. By the, in the forgiveness of sins, both priests and both priests and sacraments are instruments of our Lord Jesus Christ, the only author and liberal giver of salvation, who wills to use in order to efface our sins and gives us the grace of justification. Very well, that finishes today's section, and tomorrow we'll continue. And tomorrow we'll be looking at numbers nine eighty-eight to one thousand and four. God bless.